0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5 4 3 2 1 0 All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Permission to board, please. Permission to cover, aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Like this. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody, the PGP. Appreciate you dropping on by. Remember, you can download this on its own iTunes feed, the Permission Granted Podcast. Also, it's Available on our normal DA show iTunes feed as well. That's popped right in the middle of that bad boy. So you get full episodes of The Da. And then also you'll get the PGP sandwiched in between there once a week. And it's also available on our website, daoncbs.com. All right, let's start here, Moraes. Today is a Tuesday. And Tuesday morning on the show, we had a life-changing segment for you. We... Oh. Okay, I was gonna say, are we going down the Brad Heller path here? Yeah. Okay. We learned that the that the dessert coordinator, the the D coordinator D, of the DA show, D coordinator, the dessert coordinator, Brad Heller, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, he is he can be a very vanilla personality. He, he no pun intended. He will say openly, "I am a boring person," but when he's around desserts or sweets, his eyes light up and he gets all giddy. And he taught us today how to eat a cupcake in a non-traditional way and your what little hair you have was blown back. It was really blown back and I found myself disappointed but it also just showed me that
1: here as I have hit 30 years old I still have so much to learn about in life and one of those things is making essentially a cupcake sandwich with the icing. Yeah. Brad Heller to take half of the bottom off a cupcake and show you the perfect technique to twist it and just pop it off and place it on top of the icing so that you eat it as if it's a sandwich and icing is in every bite was mind-boggling was pioneer like yeah he was kind of like Ferdinand magellan uh Mm -hmm. circumventing the world Mm -hmm. he circumvented a cupcake and Mm -hmm. i am forever changed for it and quite frankly
0: now i'll be craving a cupcake just so i can perfect the technique Such a good technique. I don't know how he thought of it. He said a lot of years as a camp counselor, there's a lot of birthdays. And so somehow this kind of became a viral thing, I'm sure, in his camp. How is that number mainstream by now, though? Yeah. You know,
1: you would think, uh, how many birthday parties have I been to or just regular parties where there are cupcakes? And never once has anybody, and I'm talking about... My family, anybody else's family, any party you've ever
0: been to, have I seen anybody twist off the bottom of a cupcake like that and place it on top? Never. Ever, he, ever. He twisted off, for those trying to imagine this and didn't listen to the show on Tuesday, those, uh, so for those trying to imagine it, he twisted off the bottom of the cupcake and so there was like half of the bottom of the cupcake bread taken off and then he put it on top, almost like the cupcake was wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then, so the top of the cupcake was bread, the bottom of the cupcake was bread, and then the middle was all of the icing, and he ate I, it like I need a to, sando.
1: Can I stop you right there? Because you mentioned this on the show, and I think, and this is, please don't take it personally, because no. this is me coming from a, a foodiac here. Sure, foodiac. While, while I understand the reference, you have to stop referring to the cake part of it as bread, because then it doesn't sound as appetizing, because you're thinking about a cupcake. Just refer to it as the cake part. The cake part, okay. Okay, I get what you mean because it basically is bread substance, but it's different. Well, it's not bread substance. It is like a wheat. It's it is obviously like, but it's a spo- not like it's like a spongy bread. But it's yes, but it's not like you're biting into a loaf of ciabatta with the icing in between. It's cake. Just refer to it as the cake part. Okay, you know, there's the icing and there's the cake.
0: So he's so he's taking <laughs> part of the cake part off the bottom, putting it on top as a little hat, cake hat, cake bottom, middle of the ice cream, and then he's eating it like it's a hoagie.
1: It's crazy. It's so brilliant. And I did it with him uh, while he was showing, and I went through the techniques, and I couldn't believe it because he's right. You get the icing every bite, <laughs> every bite. You do get a little squirtage, which is okay. But you know would be really good? I think if you took it to another level, maybe he didn't want to do this for the camera. If once you've made that cupcake sandwich like that, you can lick the icing like it's an ice cream sandwich all Boom, the way around. Yes,
0: it's an ice cream sandwich type of feel.
1: Yes, so if you lick it all the way around, that, I bet you that'll uh, kind of harden the icing on the outside or at least mat it down where it won't squirt as much either, and then you really get good icing feel on it. Unless it's a lightly iced cupcake. Those were also very heavily iced as yes, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but total, total game changer. I respect Brad Heller. He's kind of like Dom Capers now. Yeah. When you think about all the kind of innovative stuff he can incorporate in the desserts, I'd love to see what the guy could do with a black and white cookie. I gotta yeah. be honest with you.
0: He's like a Dick LeBeau. His head coaching career was underwhelming. His playing career, good, not great. But as a defensive coordinator, became a hall of famer. Right. You win the, rings. Created the uh, the Blitzburg, whatever that win is. Win rings. Yes. Yeah. I'm pumped up about
1: what Brad Heller has to the table. And to be frank, I think if we know going in that Brad Heller will be in for Andrew Bogus, which is going to happen several times throughout the year, I don't know why, like, Breaking Bad News with Waller, this isn't some kind of... The dessert coordinator. The, there's, the, Brad Heller, the dessert coordinator. we get a voice guy do it, little music. He's got to show us a new dessert trick or trend every time he's in. Yeah. And I think this is the growing segment. Yeah, no,
0: I, I think you're Wouldn't on... would you love to see him squeeze some icing <clears throat> into a cannoli? I would love to see that. I'd love to see how he can move his way around an ice cream, uh, some type of, like, parfait or some type of sundae. Maybe
1: it's, like, National Ice Cream Day. We have him come down, do a couple good humor tricks, and away we go. (laughs) Because he's just down the hallway, too. There's a lot we could do here. And to be honest, this benefits me as a fat person as well because I get to learn new tricks of the trade.
0: So, um, yeah, I think those are all good ideas. And what really speaks to today's greatness is it made one of the three clips for Facebook and social media sharing. Yes. We've never had an update guy in the now six weeks we've doing done the show make one of the three social media shareable files.
1: That's a big deal. Okay, so that's, that's groundbreaking.
0: Deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. He's
1: really, uh, he really is a pioneer in many ways, and I'm proud to call him a friend now. I really am. That's really nice to know.
0: <laughs> so I want to read you a series of tweets that I got today during and after the show. Okay. Okay. This is from Jay, who considers himself a Red Sox Chiefs and Penguins fan. So who knows? I would where... love to know what blender he got spun in. I don't know where he's from. Um you might imagine that he's maybe he's a listener of mine since Boston, but his profile page is a Penguins jersey. So maybe he listened to us in overnights when we were in Pittsburgh. That again, his Twitter banner is Patrick Mahomes getting drafted. So he's all over the place. Okay, so I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. All right. Here's Jay's series of tweets today, and I want to get your feedback on this, okay? All right. I like this. By the way, this encourages those to tweet at the show. Sure. So this is good. Even okay. if you're totally a loony bin like this guy. Oh, okay. I didn't know where this was going. So, well, I, maybe not a loony bin. You, you tell me. Jay J tweets, glad you touched back on, he said glad you retouched, but I don't think that's the right wording here because that's like retouching a picture. Glad you retouched the LeBron-MJ debate after spending all day on it yesterday. Oh, and how to eat cupcakes. Glad you talk sports. Sounded sarcastic. He says, (laughs) like I told you before, kids are in school from 9 to 12. Time to talk grown-up sports.
1: Like I've told you before. Yeah. So That wording's a
0: little rough. Yeah, so he's... Clearly been teaching me a lesson or two. So I actually was like, I can't, are you trying to be sarcastic? I'm I'm not following this. He said, first tweet, yes. Second tweet, no. Your show is so bipolar. Hang on, it's loading. Like the first two weeks you bleeped around so much, screwed around so much. Then the next two weeks it was great. Okay, so that was an interesting take that somehow we had messed around the first two weeks. See, I thought we were on our best behavior the first two weeks. And now the wheels have come on. Then he says, you definitely need someone on that show who actually talks sports like it's their job.
1: Hmm.
0: He then went on to say, Jay is going off. And I, I said, well, today we talked. Warriors, Spurs, Predators, Odell, Barkley, Digger, Phelps, Manu Ginobili, and Super Teams. And I said, so there might be a lot of sports you may have missed on the show. Not trying to be antagonistic. No, no. It's just fact. No, no, no. I'm going to let you continue because I had a similar altercation on Twitter as well. So today. then he said, Dubs, Spurs, Barkley, Super Teams, those segments of the show are the same boring, regurgitated crap we've been hearing since LBJ went to Miami. So now it's not even like huh. we're talking sports. Uh, and now, now we're not talking sports that he wants to. We're talking sports, but now we're not talking to the sports he wants. Okay, great. So I said, well, we also, like, spent a lot of time with the Predators. He says, you talked for, like, five minutes about finding a tooth. Your show is just very different from Tiki and Tierney. He says, and for the record, I'm not calling out your knowledge, but more of your comedic, lackadaisical, non hot takeish presentation of it. Okay. By the way, I think that's fair. <laughs> and... <laughs> So um, so that was Jay. So I told Jay, I said, look, do me a favor. Listen to the first hour of today's show. Because today's show, I tackled how the Western Conference playoffs were a disappointment. Mm-hmm. The Spurs being feeling like they were robbed. Kevin Durant not feeling like this is any type of accomplishment. And then we did like 12 minutes on Nashville, the Predators, and all of this stuff. And then Soundcheck, which kind of hit on Manu Ginobili and all of this stuff. So I thought the first hour was like... Hellbend, all sports. So I said, you listen to that, and I'll be happy to hear your critique if you still feel this way. So I just think he missed a big chunk of the show. But anyway, um, I kind of wanted to get your take that if you thought that we had spun into non-sports stuff or that we had started non-sports stuff like he suggested, that it was too goofy the first two weeks, then we got good, and that if you think that there is a comedic, lackadaisical, non-hot-take-ish approach... Okay, well, let me try to
1: take everything step by step here because I also received some tweets today, ironically today as well, that really rubbed me the wrong way about the show. Uh I think naturally from our standpoint and working with you for a long time, and I say this entirely seriously, we take the show very seriously, ironically, as much as we joke around. But I know, and what the listeners don't know as we on the PGP peel back the curtain here. Before the show, we spend a good 20-minute – well, first of all, longer than that because I am, when I first get in at 7 a.m., some two hours before the show, going through every national website and you know some local markets and stuff, finding whatever the hot stories are of the day. And then when you come in, you have an email with all these stories, and we discuss for a good 20 to 30 minutes what should be talked about on the show and what, you know, what we think matches and the way to talk about it and the angles to talk about it. And when we map out the show, everything is sports-oriented, and then we say, okay, where can we lighten the mood? The way that he's making it seem like as is, is basically we show up every day with clown noses on and go, <laughs> what did you think was funny last night? This is what I thought was funny last night. Oh yeah, it's a sports show. What could we say about sports too where it's not that. Maybe he's just noticing the goofy uh, what do you call it, lackadaisical stuff because that seems to be where we're hearing the laughter and we're having the most fun with. Perhaps that's it so that you know maybe those segments have more energy so he's not realizing and the sports segments are getting
0: hidden. Or maybe Here. if you only want hot takes, anything that's not hot takes stands out to you as a waste of time. As a waste of time, and then you forget the quote-unquote hot takes. Also,
1: I would say, and maybe this isn't fair, get us the football season where like you have no choice but to have hot takes on many segments and say that, what exactly is there to be hot takeish about right now? The Warriors are blowing through everybody. The NBA playoffs have been basically boring. Um, Nashville has been a party with the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I mean, we had plenty of hot takes to the we uh, when you had the hot take killing the Cubs when they were all out uh, after or after Thames. We've had when there's moments to have hot takes, they've been there. So maybe you catch on a day where there isn't a lot to be hot takeish about, but we're still talking sports.
0: Yeah, and um, I think there's an important piece of the puzzle here and that is to just be hot takes is to be artificial because you can't have a hot take on every story of every day or else then you become a clown like skip bayless right and it's okay to have a hot take on
1: a cupcake like brad heller does too (laughs) like it's okay to laugh a little in your car
0: uh, yeah, so maybe there are some that are out there listening to this, and it's just so different from Tiki and Tierney because, but they seem to have some fun too. But maybe that was just more of sports. But here, here's the thing: I would say that the the show, I would say conservatively, is eighty to ninety percent sports every single For day, sure. and then there's ten to twenty percent, depending on the day, that becomes non sports. So if you're listening to a show that's 80 to 90% sports, it's hard for me to imagine that you would think that it's not about sports. So maybe he's just in a bad mood or whatever. The second part is um, it is interesting because you will have people like this that are like, don't give me anything but the sports. And then when I have brought this up and you've brought this up on social media or the PGP, let us know what you think about how we do talk about the show. Inevitably, everybody's always like, do more non-sports. So it's just interesting that there could be people out there that actually swing completely the opposite. But that's the thing. It's, it's very hard to.
1: Let's be honest. We have heard from higher powers that affiliates like when we stray away from sports. Right. That they seem to, the listeners seem to enjoy
0: that. Well, if you think about it, like today's sports fan, especially in our time slot, is inundated by just take, 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 take. That's what first take is, obviously. That's what, um, like, first take Stephen A. and Max Kellerman never debate saber tigers okay and then undisputed is never debating um you know any uh, entertainment situation or whatever it's all just sports take sports take sports take so i think people realize like that's not real life that's not not everybody is just hot take express so um yeah i think affiliates like that this feels more organic it's like what we're talking about is what we're talking about. like digger phelps
1: came on today and right out the gate the first question wasn't about notre dame or actually he didn't even Wait to answer a question. He our brought it up. He had a take on bagels and his favorite bagel in New York, like, and really was passionate about it. And it was funny, and it came across. And that was two minutes of excellent stuff from Digger Phelps that had nothing to do with Digger Phelps' career in in basketball. So, yeah. like, I mean, was that a problem for a listener to hear? Like, I sat back and I laughed. I enjoyed it. His story about how he got nicknamed Digger was the best part of the interview. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I don't know what everybody's looking for, and this ties into... A but it twi- might just be one guy.
0: Well, okay, so then it's going to tie into another and that's guy. that's why social media is always dangerous, because you end up overly focusing on one person.
1: There is a pest, EA, and you're aware of this pest that I can't seem
0: to block on Twitter? Don't name him, because uh, then it'll give him... I'm not naming him. I have blocked him, because he's so annoying. Today, we did three minutes,
1: I went back and clocked it, on the judges' chambers... In sound check, the ridiculous thing the Yankees did with Aaron Judge. I am a Yankee fan. You are not. And I felt the whole three minutes was basically us making fun of the Yankees. Totally Okay? That was three minutes of a first hour you just mentioned where we did all that Nashville stuff, all the NBA stuff. And somehow this person believed that, well, nobody cares about this Judge's team as you guys are doing New York Homer radio. Okay. First of all, it can't be, you can't call us a Homer if we're killing the New York team. Mm -hmm. Number two, if it's three minutes of one hour... And it's a big story. Like everywhere you went today on whatever main website it was, was the judges' chambers' pictures and people's thoughts on it. It was a national story. Why I let this person bother me and seems to think that all we do is – and then I feed in and I answer on Twitter. What are you talking about? Well, all you do is talk New York. And then when it got down to the Odell Beckham story, which was a big story, I got it again. See, look, you're talking New York. Why aren't you tweeting me in the other nine segments where we're talking about anything but New York? I don't get it.
0: Like, yesterday I did Calvin Johnson. I'd like to know if he felt the same way about a New York bias. When but I did. I mean, right, it makes did a, no sense. A like segment on the Lions.
1: Inevitably, nationally, New York stories are going to exist. Whether it's Odell Beckham missing OTAs or the Yankees doing making ridiculous seats, like you can't ignore that part of the country. But that's not our focus on our show. So I don't. That's a really bitter guy. But this guy's
0: been trolling you on everything. He's got me. He's yeah, got me. Bait, I know bait hook the whole deal. So, I keep biting that worm and coming up to the top. And he knows he's going to get you with his New York
1: thing. You're right. It just it sits well. I've become a starch defender of the show, and I I got to just put the put the keyboard down. You know.
0: Well, you know what ends up happening? The least satisfaction, the most disappointment that trolls can get on social media is if there's no reaction to them. No reaction. If they're just shoot. If they're just shouting into an empty room, then they're sad. Empty room. I'm gonna keep that in the back of my head. But point yeah. being, I
1: think Josh and this guy have gotten together, and I don't like them. <laughs> don't like them at all. <laughs>
0: Uh, side B, you've got uh, little James Ward coming up. James Ward coming up. And James Ward's going to get ambushed
1: here because Ooh. of some thoughts he had to Whoa. me. Whoa. So uh, I'm going to catch James Ward by
0: surprise here on Side B. Okay. James Ward getting ambushed. Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: All right, welcome to Side B of the PGP. This is Mrazzi, executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B on the PGP. Joined, it's almost like we're getting this guy in the rotation more often than when he was actually on the show, by James Ward this week. James, welcome back.
2: I've noticed that. I have actually a little bit more in the mix than I was before.
1: Well, it actually helps because when we were doing the evening show, I would be here two hours before you would be here, and... By the time you got here, there was a lot of, like, that became the frantic lead-up to the show, where there were two hours before the show, so it got harder and harder. And on top of that, we would like to put out the PGP earlier in the week, and you you wouldn't arrive until Wednesday. Now, with the way our hours mesh, there is a secret time, I will not divulge, where we can record, and we have... Pretty much free time on both of our hands, where we're both sitting here getting paid to do stuff.
2: Right there, there's a moment during the week where you and I are essentially sitting in the newsroom and bsing with each other. Right, so, so we, we might as well hit record and come into one of the studios and do it on a podcast.
1: Exactly. So that's why we're going to see James Ward here every couple weeks, <laughs> because then if anybody walks by and sees us with microphones on, they assume we're doing something. Yeah, we're which at, we we are. are working. We are. So a couple of things we got to touch on here that are up your alley behind the scenes. The last time we had you on, we discussed my weight situation, which is always an ongoing uh, thing. I've done well recently. However, we had our first case here five, six weeks into the mornings of a panic situation, James. And you were quoted back in the evenings of telling me whenever – Working nights, because that would be kind of the end of my day, my body would kind of tap out, if you will, (laughs) beyond the mat, like in a chill cold, tapping out. And there would be times I would look at Da, I would look at you, and I'd have to go running for the bathroom because basically my organs and colon were failing, saying, we can't put up with what you've done to us all day.
2: You basically polluted your body through the entire day, and at 7.30 or 8 o'clock during the show, your body was tapping out. It It wanted nothing to do with you. It wanted to get rid of all the garbage (laughs) you put in it during the day. And it was it was
1: fighting back, finally. It was fighting. And you had t- told T.A. when you treat your body like a <laughs> dumpster, sometimes the dumpster fights back. Yeah. And that became a rallying call behind the scenes anytime I had to use the bathroom. Now, we fast forward uh, some five, six weeks as I'm losing track since this sh- the switch has happened, which is almost unbelievable that uh, we haven't worked together really in that many weeks. But I don't know what it is. And I guess I could kind of pinpoint it. My As much as I had gained some weight over the past couple weeks and I've kind of stabilized now the last couple of weeks, Okay, my colon or body situation has not been in dire straits the way it was in the evening. And the only thing I can equate that to is because we are doing the show early and it essentially the first thing I'm doing with my day – and I'm eating whatever oatmeal for breakfast or whatever. I have not had a panic crisis during the show where I've been able to sit there for three hours and not have to run out and use the bathroom like I did in the evening. But you've probably still been having the panic moments. You've just been... At home on your couch in Zubaz, so it doesn't really matter. Or you don't even realize their are panic moments because you're home and you go, "Okay, I have to go to the bathroom now." Right. When you're in, when you're doing a show and you're waiting for a break and you know, and you're looking up the clock, going, "Oh no, it's seven minutes until we yeah. break." Oh
2: no, Da's gonna go to me right. here, but I gotta go. To the bathroom. Right.
1: So, if I feel the first urge, I have to go to the bathroom. It's disgusting. We we're even talking about this. And I'm home on the couch watching the Yankee game, scratching my ass. It's not a big deal. I get up. I go to the
2: bathroom. Yeah, leave the door open. You can still hear the game right. in the background. And you don't, you
1: don't miss a thing. And you don't allow it to get to a panic situation because there's nothing you're waiting for and getting there. However, now to bring this whole thing full circle. <laughs> Last night. I have uh, an alumni dinner for my college radio station. You actually graduated college? I actually graduated college. An alumni dinner is probably, I should probably put that in quotations because when you think of alumni dinners, you're usually like banquet halls, somebody speaks, something like this. They started this a couple years ago where my radio professor likes to get current students and any past students he's taught all together one night at a restaurant of his choosing around a bar and kind of we just take over a bar, drink, talk, network, catch up, that kind of deal. Since I was working evenings, I haven't gone basically at all the first three years. So he knew I'd switch time. So I said, come on, man. you know, Come see some of the people. I want you to meet some of the younger guys I have. Right, right. Uh, For whatever reason, he considers me a success out of his program, which might speak more to the program. (laughs) (laughs) So I go. And you might ask where this event was. Applebee's. (laughs) It was at Applebee's. So now you see the budget in SUNY Old Westbury. We're sending everybody to Applebee's. I now need to deem this place Crapplebee's because I order some boneless wings. Uh, I had two summer shandies. Oh, and as you can imagine, this is at about 8 p.m. I need to wake up at 5 a.m. So start doing that. and We're nine hours away from wake-up call where I'm usually sitting at home, whatever I've had for dinner, or maybe some brown rice, or whatever. Dozing
2: off with the TV on. I'm eating
1: hot sauce dipped in fried chicken nuggets, Ugh. essentially, uh, down a summer shandies on tap. So I wake up today. I hit the train. I'm on the Long Island Railroad, shutting my eyes. Not a problem. We get to a uh, station, Jamaica, Queens, where you're like two stations from Penn Station, the main station in Manhattan. I start percolating a little bit. like, ooh. All right, body's punching back. The, I Uh-oh. haven't had I haven't had this experience yet in the morning. Usually I'm fine until. You feeling that blooming onion? Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, things are getting nasty here. It's going to be a sloppy track. So, so, a couple tough mutters. Right. Now I start overthinking it going, well, what if I don't make it because I'm on a train? Finally, I get to Penn Station. I basically run up the stairs to try to. And now you don't trust the Penn Station bathroom because it's basically a homeless person's,
2: you know, shower. Right there's there's guys shaving. There's guys you know washing their hands in the toilet. There's, it's a,
1: it's a disgrace in every way imaginable. Guy,
2: there's guys drying their hair with the the, the hand dryers.
1: <laughs>
2: Lots just, of guys walking there with no shoes on. So
1: I want no part of it. I said, I'm going to get to work. So now I get up. I just missed my subway train that's going to get me here. And the next one is about seven minutes away. So, James, I am standing on this subway platform, and it's about an eight minute subway ride from Penn Station down Ooh, to, the, down so to where we were here. Minutes. So, I basically got 15 more minutes before I get to work. James, I get to the point. I get down on one knee on the subway platform, which with God knows whatever rat poison and urine is sitting there, and my jeans are on one knee, and I'm in the thinker's position where my fist <laughs> is up to my chin, and people are looking at me like I'm a crazy man, and all I'm trying to do is not poo my pants. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do in that spot. Oh. So, you, I mean, I'm sure you can relate. If you get in that situation, I now get on the subway when it happens, and if I sit down, my body is going to think I'm sitting on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like like, like, it's gotten to that point Like the next time you sit Better be on a toilet So now I am pacing In a subway car As it moves up and down Up and down it's Beads of sweat Dripping down my head For anybody who's been In this position We get off the subway And now I have to tackle Again another flight of stairs To walk up the stairs Up yeah. to the streets of Manhattan And then it's one block uh, West or south Whatever it is to the station James Photo finish. <laughs> I saw Billy Jock alone. Who, if you've been listening to DH long enough, you know he was smelly coming, sneeze. Billy Jock He was coming in. He was coming into the studios. He went for me to hold the door, or coming into the station downstairs. He was expecting me to hold the door open for him. I left. I closed the door on Billy. I went running. I couldn't be. In, I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't be in an elevator or anybody. I just made it in honor of uh, the Preakness this past weekend. Photo finish. <laughs> just made it, but I was safe. So you should know the dumpster finally fought back on the mornings.
2: Yeah, and again, I think it's it. Really says a lot about your eating habits that you're <laughs> y- you have moments like this, and I think applebee's at eight o'clock is never a good thing for anyone,
1: and you're you're kind of tempting fate at that t- at that point right and I think here is where I always get myself in the trouble. Applebee's at eight o'clock is a disaster, no matter what. The decision of what to order at applebee's though also you can figure it out. Like, I could have had a chicken Caesar salad right, if I chose. Right, some kind of pasta with vegetables what? and grilled chicken. They well, have all those they things. They have all that, but I opt for the hot sauce fried chicken boneless buffalo wings. Right.
2: You opt to treat your body like a dumpster again. And the dumpster That's fought the back. That's the default. That's the default for you. It's treating your body like a dumpster. The dumpster fought back. Now, now we're six weeks in, plus
1: what? At two. the moment two. Plus two So you're kind of kind of Where you were before Right I'm, I'm making my way I'm making headway
2: Okay so you're um, getting
1: More used to the new hours And Rangers elimination helped Because when I'm watching reg- Other teams play I'm not Stuffing my face The Ranger right. games Became events You don't, you don't have to
2: go To Buffalo Wild Wings And, and stuff your fat face Watching the game <laughs> Right Exactly Because why
1: watch the game Without eating R- That wouldn't make much sense Right Well now one more thing I want to get to Or two more things Number one Pete Pilati out Last Friday And we had uh, the Duffman back in. He was filling in. Now, we have made note here on the PGP, whether it's talking to Pete or just on side A with DA, myself talking of Pete's panic, his anxiety. He's a very nervous guy. He's a nervous guy. He's a sound guy at what he does, doesn't make many mistakes, but gets very nervous and he gets irritated with DA, you know, running in sometimes a little late from break. Pete Bellotti, who has talked for three weeks to me about how he was off last Friday. And gonna be off and I was gonna have Duffy. And he kept reminding me like, all right, Pete, like it's no big deal, you're off. You tell me on Friday what <laughs> what happened Thursday night with Pete and you. Because you're here Thursday night. Because
2: I'm here Thursday night. Thursday night, I'm running the board for Writer Than You with Bill Ryder. I checked out at my phone. That's a good plug, by the way. Pete Bellotti texts me. Oh, what's going on with but bo- with the body? What does the body have to add? Hey, James. Can you do me a favor? Just check the schedule and make sure I'm not working tomorrow. <laughs> what? Well, oh, he's told me for three okay. weeks. I mean, I know just uh, from being a casual uh, listener that he was going to a bachelor party right. in Maryland and going to the Preakness, a planned out event. I'm sure that he was off the schedule, but I humor him. I go check Duffy on the board. Rob Duffy, good part-timer, right? planned on working, was on the schedule, so, I tell Pete this, and he says, "Oh, okay, great, thanks." So he was probably at home ten o'clock Thursday night, just waiting. Uh, you know what? I got to check. I might. I want to make sure before I leave that I'm not supposed to work. Like, just
1: relax. Just relax. He was freaking out the night. Freaking before. out,
2: getting nervous about it. Nervous that he was on the schedule. Nervous that he wasn't going to be able to go go watch the ponies at the
1: Preakness. Unbelievable. Pete just got to calm down. And I have one more thing to tie into Pete. And this is going to be a little bit of an ambush on you, but it's something that is PGP related. I need to bring up. You, along with other fellow PGP cast members, past and present, Jolton, Joel D'Aloisio, Kenny Brock, the original side B actually host. I would let him host. I shouldn't say I would let him. He took over the hosting part of it and I was kind of with him. Moralia's? Did Morales ever get involved Morales in the was involved, but the problem is Moralia no longer cares about the PGP. Okay. Moralia will weirdly text me stuff about the show, but I'm not even sure he listens to the PGP. You three dopes listen, which we appreciate the clicks. And oh, I listen every week. You're still a present member of the PGP, so I get it. Joe and Kenny, we really haven't had on in a while. Maybe I should get Joe up. All three of you have been separately texting me. About Bilotti's appearances on Side B of the pg I know. I feel like a jealous girlfriend. Okay. And no, let's just call it like it is. Let's lay the cards on the table. Because I don't even think Pete's going to listen to this Side B. You ha- are very jealous. You're critiquing everything Pete says. And, crit- you know, oh, you're funny, Sean. But Pete's not giving me anything here or whatever. And I'm getting these texts from you. I'm like, all right, James. Like, I'm working with Pete. Like, this this is still new to Pete. Okay? Doing the podcast with us on the show. Like He's a podcast veteran. He did the Geo and Jones after party. Uh, don't give me that. Number one, me and you interned together in 2010. We have known each other a long time and have natural chemistry. Joe kind of slid in working with him three nights a week or whatever. He he had a natural attitude and ability, and he was hosting a hackers podcast that we had fun. Me and Kenny were just the polar opposites where we were basically built for a podcast together. Right.
2: It was like Pete, a, it was like a debate show for TV and podcast right. form.
1: Pete is a sound technical radio guy. That is. Has a lot of off air ability in keeping stuff. His on air stuff, I'm not even sure if he wants to do anything on air, but he'll pitch in on podcasts. So I am trying to, you know, have some fun with Pete on the PGP. And I think we're doing a good job, and I think it's getting better each week. But here you are texting me, basically critiquing every little thing, and you sound bitter, but you're probably not even aware of this. As you're texting me within a one hour cycle, I got Kenny Brock texting me, and in typical Kenny fashion, he can't just be polite about the situation could be. Uh, Pete sucks, by the way. Uh, you're going to get me back on <laughs> yeah. the PGP. Kenny and, Brock, not polite. No, not polite. And then there's Joe D going, do I need this? <laughs> but, you know, I, I got to say, big guy, I think me and you had something really good on that side. Whatever he's texting me about Pete. Somebody, and it's you three, Bacha galoops basically. Are sitting here like like burned scorned ex lovers. You must feel so popular. I don't feel. It's just ironic because I don't think any of you three have any idea, unless you're all on a separate group chat or something. That you that the others are texting me essentially the same thing. But in just your own personalities. <laughs> and it's just, you're not the only one. And and you three all must be listening at, like, the same time. Like, like Play It play it must have three of the same listens at the same time every week. And, uh, by the way, I'm going on, like, a three-week trend of a comment from every single one of you regarding Pete's appearance of Side B. Well, Which, thankfully, I have you on this week so they don't have to, uh, you know, text me.
2: Well, let's just say, when you have the same lineup for the PGP three weeks in a row, you're going to make a lot of people angry. Okay. It's just not fair. It, what do you mean it's not it's fair? It's not fair.
1: <laughs> he works on by the, the show way, five days a week. By
2: the way, new promos for the PGP running on WFAN yes. on CBS Sports Radio live stream, on it, the online stream.
1: There will be more of those coming as well.
2: But it doesn't say side B with Moraz and the body Pilati. It says side B with behind-the-scenes crew of the DA show. Well,
1: here's what you don't know. I am in the process of recording some myself that will be heard. Is that right? That is right. So we have made good with that. But don't skate now do
2: you think the Don't skate the question. Don't skate the question. Do you it. think the oopsies are gonna make it well, to the liners? It's
1: funny because the person handling these promos has approached me and said, Hey, you can come up with ones that say, Hey, listen this week for. I don't know that I could come on this week and go, hey, listen this week for when I almost crapped my pants after Applebee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna play in between Francis. coming out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> listen this week on the BGP. Um don't skate the question. What do you have to say for yourself about your criticisms? It's fair. I'm just a critical person.
2: I think in in general in this business, we all have opinions, we all have takes. And uh I, I think I'm very fair about my criticism. I, I see your So point. you
1: stand behind your criticism.
2: I stand behind my criticism. I know when you and I are doing the PGP, it's it's like a game. You're you're throwing you're throwing your best, I'm throwing my best, I'm trying to hit home runs, you're trying I'm to trying hit. to get to into that.
1: It's it's a little bit more of a batting practice feel. Yes. I, I get your point. But, it, yeah, like, eventually I'm hoping to get to the point where it's a natural fit like that. And I, and I, and honestly, if any PGP listener feels like that, Pete could take the credit. I could take the criticism. Maybe could take the criticism. We're, you know, it's all new, man. It's about, you know, you're working in new teammates. This isn't something we've been doing for a while. Like, the PGP we've been doing for a while, but the, the style is a little new because there's new components and new roster members. There's a reason why the Rookie of the Year and the MVP is not the same award. Eggs. James, that's a great sports analogy to tie it all in. Okay, we'll let it go there because I have to do a sports minute. So, uh, James, you to give you a Twitter plug. Yeah, follow me at James Ward CBS. And you can follow me at Miraz CBS. Have a great week and weekend, everyone.
2: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.